0: Today's program has been brought to you by GreatBrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit GreatBrewers.com. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org.
1: And some of my songs I have casually mentioned The fact that I like to drink beer This little song is more to the point Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears I like beer It makes me a jolly good fellow I like beer It helps me unwind And sometimes it makes me feel mellow Welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's July 31st, 2012. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's number 43. And it's the last day of uh, July, Good Beer Month, our fourth, uh, fourth year of doing that. Thanks to Mayor Bloomberg for uh, giving us a proclamation that July is Good Beer Month. And we've got some of our favorite members of the dynamic New York City craft beer scene on hand today. Uh, from the Good Beer seal, we've got uh, one of the deans of beer in New York City, Ed Baristecki from Mug's Alehouse. How are you, Ed? All right. How you doing, Jimmy? Great. No And a new member of the Good Brazil, Ryan Barker from Adobe Blues on Staten Island.
2: That's right. New kid on the block.
1: All right. So we've had a very interesting month. Um, uh, our friends uh, Sarah and Giancarlo Anese from BeerUnion.net. Uh, you guys went around to all 41 Good Brazil bars. And uh, what did you think of uh, the July Good Beer Month as, as a general happening? And how do you think it rep- represents uh, the, the good beer bars in the city?
3: Uh we thought it was great, uh, especially going around to all 41 of them and see how different they are and all, all the different neighborhoods, what they have to offer. So we thought it was great, and there were some great events like the Hop Fest and uh, what else we... The we, book blog. The book blog and, and, uh, video, and uh, video So fest you think that uh, Brooklyn,
1: Brooklyn or Manhattan has better uh, craft beer bars? Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn.
4: definitely. Brooklyn. Or, <laughs> um, we live in Staten Brooklyn, Island, so we love it.
2: Or Staten Island.
4: <laughs> Actually we were We were definitely Proven wrong on Staten Island We definitely yeah. didn't want to go Right But it's got Some great bars yeah, Great I mean, bars yeah. we, were, we were eating our words On that one For sure
1: <laughs> You got awesome. on Staten Island You guys had a champion Mark Zappozotti uh, yeah, We
2: did We did
1: who he? He was a he's a writer and a homebrewer from Staten Island. He just yep. moved to Massachusetts. He, he
2: did. I know we missed so him. So you, you had your champion.
1: Either. He got you in.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then he skipped town.
1: <laughs> so let's talk. You're the newest one of the newest members of the Good Beer Seal, Ryan. How did you get involved in, in the beer scene, and uh, when did you start working at Adobe Blues?
2: Um, I started at Adobe three and a half years ago. I think uh, I worked in the music industry for about ten years, and decided that I had had enough of that. So. Uh, had off and on bartended for, I don't know, 15 years, maybe. So that was, you know, the natural thing to skip back into. Landed at Adobe Blues. It was the closest place to my house. So <laughs> it was the place I stopped. They hired me. Um, about a year and a half later, became the manager and took it from there.
1: Well, we visited you uh, the spring, and I couldn't believe all the great beers you had. You had Evil Twin. You had some McCullough. Yeah. And you had all the cult favorites. Yeah. And, um that's pretty cool. Are you the person responsible for ordering the beer and picking
2: the beer list? Yeah, that all that all falls on me. Wrangling the beer list, researching what's out there, ordering it, seeing if I can get it. <laughs> you know, I go fishing a lot for for stuff. You know that there's you know one keg and maybe it'll come and maybe it won't. And you know, just cross your fingers and you know. What are
1: some of the the beers on draft that you have now that, that you think are, would be worth traveling to Staten Island to try?
2: Uh right now we have uh Allagash Bourbon Black. Um which actually probably will kick tonight. I have no idea who drank it all. <clears throat> uh <laughs> that usually happens, doesn't it? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh coming up after that, that's
5: why he's got a black shirt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> uh coming up after that I think we have uh two old Goliath uh Imperial Coffee Stout, which I'm looking forward to trying. Um what else? Um Stillwater Custuche is going to be coming up. Uh, right now I also have St. Bernardus Tokyo, which is pretty cool. It's a whip beer. Uh, St. Bernardus is a Belgian brewery. They open a brewery in Japan.
1: So you grab that one.
2: Sorry. <laughs> 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 it's all timing. It's all timing. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's amazing. I mean, th- there's, there's so many good places to get beer in the city and so many breweries, and yet th- so many of the selections that we want are really hard to get. Right. You know, right. what's going on? What, what do you think, Ed? I mean, there's there's more breweries than ever, and yet, as soon as I feel like that the collectibles are harder and harder to get.
5: This being my 20th year, I've seen it go... I've seen New York go from crap, and I don't even know if I can use that word, but I'm <laughs> using it as far as the beer scene is concerned Till where it is now, where I'm calling it chaos. It's actually become so mad to even get beer, because you guys know as well as I know who are purchasing them know that like you just mentioned that there are barrels that show up there's one or two of them and everybody's out there trying to get it and whoever's I guess the best man wins at that point but uh, that's my that's been my approach too because I mean I've been around for so many years as well as you and you know the business and now you're trying to grab all these little things that are these little beauties that are showing up um I don't know what to say about it anymore. I really do. I've talked to distributors about it. I think it's total, like, not not to call it chaos, but it really is. You have to approach it that way. And, like you mentioned, it's a lottery. If you're lucky, you grab it at that point and it shows up and you're, you know, jumping up in the air.
1: What beer did you bring for us?
5: Uh, This is actually the 10th anniversary Stone Ruination. Uh, We're going to be, there's six kegs in New York. We're going to be pouring this on Tuesday with Dennis from Stone at mugs um it's an unbelievable uh, ruination is one of my favorite beers i'm an ipa i'm a hophead. head i of uh, my wife calls it poison <laughs> all right so i just gonna <laughs> <laughs> my bart my bartenders know at the bar it's like uh, oh we've got poison up and to me it's not poison it's actually uh, i've tried this this afternoon and it was unbelievable and i can't wait to try it on draft next week um so i've got the stone 10th anniversary it's a 10.5% beer right now and I can understand the guys from Rockaway looking at it when I pour the, the whole mason jar full for everybody but you know I'm, I'm Polish
1: <laughs> so well, and in, in terms of like uh, one thing I like to do is I love to, to, to meet the new small breweries as they're coming exactly. up and, uh, and get a good relation with them because that is definitely one way to, to keep getting you know your favorite beers and we have uh, Ethan Long and Marcus Burnett uh, from Rockaway Brewing so you guys uh, just got licensed and uh welcome to the new york City beer community how you doing, Jimmy? Hi, Marcus. I heard a lot about you i I heard way back when you were just starting trying to get started uh, a friend of ours, Rich, who's a caterer, said he was looking at beer systems with you and uh you know I know you've been out at the Rockaways for a while uh wh- What got you uh interested in uh in opening a brewery? um I think there's just uh, as the conversation was just going
6: on there's a real lack of craft brews in New York City, so Ethan and I started home brewing, and, and slowly we decided, you know, our beer, we thought our beer was good. We like to drink
0: our beer. So we thought, wow, let's start a microbrewery. And uh, little did we know how much work it actually is to uh, <laughs> do a brewery. We've uh, flown over that cliff, and now we're... Uh, treading water happily but uh it's exciting but it's still it's amazing how much work it is you you think you know as a home brewer hey i'm gonna just get to brew all the time and be doing my thing with the recipes and then there's all the paperwork there's the government there's the uh the nuances of ordering where
1: can we where can we try your beers right now we're serving at uh, far rockaway
6: 96th street on the beach at the low tide bar nice and And what
0: styles of beer do you have right now we, uh, we brought for you tonight, too, we brought an ESB, which is kind of our signature beer that we've been working on for, for a few years now. That's kind of our front runner. And then we also, for a special treat, brought a, a porter for a recipe we're working on for the, for the fall. So we're kind of that one... Jimmy, I
5: got the magic bus. We could go there right after this. <laughs>
0: All right. <laughs> hey, um, we're actually
1: going to Good Beer. There's a, this is the final event of July Good Beer Month. It's the fourth year of Good Beer. It's, it's produced by Edible in Manhattan, Edible Brooklyn. And uh, always hats off to them because they do a great job. Um, so Sarah and uh, John, it's John Carlo, man. <laughs> you guys really, you, you blew me away. We're just doing a little intro right now, setting the stage for the rest of the show. But... Um, you guys blew me away. You, you came to me and said you wanted to go visit every all forty one of the good Bristol bars. you took pictures, did a short summary. What was that like getting around the city? I mean if you visited 41 bars in, in one month
4: yeah we did I'm sure yeah.
1: it's, I'm sure it's been done before in some form, but to me it's unprecedented
4: well it was it was really fun. It was a lot of work um, but it, it was just it was a really great way to see the city, um, which is what I didn't anticipate before doing this. Just going to the outer boroughs and really seeing what's going on what's going on there.
1: So if I was coming into town this weekend, because I know you had your favorites too. If I was coming into town this weekend, I you yeah. I town this weekend and, and I wanted to check out some of the good beer seal bars, uh, what? give me a short tour. Where should I go? Like a two-day, Saturday and Sunday.
3: Um, we really liked uh, the Diamond in uh, Greenpoint. That was one of our favorite bars um, just for the overall experience there. Um, we loved Spoint and Doivel, so that's a good Place to start. Um, I mean, the you Green say Point. That again? Spoit and Doivel. I've
1: never heard anyone pronounce yeah. it that
3: way. <laughs> I wow. don't know. How is, is it, it? Is that right or wrong? We say Spite and Dial, but Spite and dive. Dive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay. Spoit and Doiville. <laughs> and All right. Well, phonetically. Um,
4: phonetically. <laughs> either way, that's a
3: great uh, Green Point. Williamsburg is a good place to start. And then if you want to get out into the outer boroughs, Staten Island was great too to just kind of yeah. see, how, <laughs> see how different it is. <laughs> if you have a good way to get there a car a car definitely and somebody to drive you Um, Kilmeyer's was a completely different experience than you get at a lot of the other bars I mean
4: we felt going into it like we were we were just like in Germany or Austria it was just like a complete you know different different vibe than any other bar in the city
1: yeah, I mean, it's in the, the south of, of uh, Staten Island is is, is almost like... You're, you're in the country, practically. Yeah, definitely. you, know, when you have to drive about half an hour.
4: Just, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> or have you been there?
4: It was like an hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you been there, Ed? Have you been down to... You get to talking to them, like Have you been to uh, Kilmars in, in Staten Island? Probably years
5: ago. Yeah. I don't know how long they've been there, but I've been to a lot of places. And I am aged <laughs> with four kids that I don't really get to go out. So... Well, maybe Jimmy, me and you, we can make a little beer tour here. You know,
1: we did it, but I'll do it again. I know, <laughs> yeah. but we can. We can what, always do that. What we're trying to say is about New York is that New York has a real dynamic craft beer scene. We've got these these great new people like like Ryan who, who's who's running a bar in Staten Island, Ed who's a the dean of beer. Well, not dean, but I, I have to really applaud all the the youngsters. I'm going to call them youngsters
5: because a lot of these guys are young. You know, that they're coming into this business. I mean, I was young when. I opened up my first place and uh and uh it was an experience for me and i'm sure it is for everybody out there but you know i think that they are lucky now because they have a lot more out on the table for them to pick and choose from so i think it's it's great for new york um i used to hate what we used to have in new york we had nothing i remember rogue being in new jersey and i'm calling some distributor in new jersey can i get rogue over here in new york no, we can't come to New York, but you know now we've got so much beer in New York, and I think it's it's great. There's a lot to be spread out, and uh, and I love the fact that there are so many multi tap bars now. It's like nobody's really pouring a lot of. I mean, you still got crap on tap out there, but you know the brunt of them are pouring very good beer, as you heard before, as our gentleman here stole beer from me.
1: Saint Bernard is Tokyo. I'm All not right. Getting <laughs>
5: Well, wow, that—that's—that's that's oh, with yeah, age.
1: Wow. That comes <laughs> with age. That comes with age. Hey, uh, we're, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with more talk and some uh, questions on uh, Beer Sessions Radio. Babykins, so I could love you twice as much as I do. I'd have four loving arms to embrace you. For eyes to idolize you
3: each time. You're listening to I Wish I Were Twins by my plexophonic.
1: What couldn't four lips do when four ears hear you say that I'm yours? Da da dum. I wish that I were twins, you great big baby kins, so I could love you twice as much as I do. you great big big baby can so I could love you twice as much as I do I'd have for loving arms to embrace you for eyes to idolize you each time I face you with two hearts twice as true what couldn't Hey hey welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio We're out here at Roberta's in Bushwick Heritage Radio Network is now a 501c3. You can donate. You can become a member. Go to heritageradionetwork.org. So we're in the studio with uh, some great people from New York City beer scene. Ryan Barker from Adobe Blues. Ed Baristecki from Muggs Ale House, And uh, Sarah and Carlo from beerunion.net. And uh, we're about to taste uh, some uh, Rockaway Brewing, a, a new brewery here in New York. Ethan Long from Rockaway.
0: Uh, where are you guys making beer? Do you have a brewery? we do We have a small two barrel brew house it 's uh, small and I guess the technical word is a, a nano brew as I tend to joke about, but uh, it's a it 's a nice small system we 're in Long Island City, um, right behind the Pepsi sign that you see off these river there oh, so really? it's uh, there was an old meat packing plant that had the old tiled floors and the, the walk in coolers, so we set up shop in what was the boning room, so we, <laughs> we have uh, the tracks that come in for uh, where they used to wash out the wash out the kegs. That's our uh, our keg washing room. So it's we have a nice little setup there. It's uh, you know for us it was a, a good space to be because I have a my, my other business is right on the same block. So our landlord is being being supportive of, of the aspect. Uh, gave us this space as a as a good spot since they weren't doing anything with it and breweries seem to work work well in a, an old meatpacking plant. Um, will people be able to go to your brewery and taste beer uh, we don 't have a tasting room, but we are going to be doing hopefully growler sales. We have our uh, retail uh, permit for you know beer to beer to go in the growlers and containers so hopefully September uh, those will start rolling out the door so you can show up on the fifth street side of uh of of the of the of the plant there, it's like corner of Fifth and Forty Sixth Avenue is is where the brew house is.
1: Ryan, um, a, as a beer bar owner, how do you go about uh, trying out or bringing in a new brewery? Like, would you would you order this beer and serve it in your bar, or would you yeah definitely ask them of to course. come taste you, or what would you do?
2: Of course, I mean, course there's the a LLC lot of little, or not LLC. a lot, but there's a handful of small breweries that are mm. self distributing, which being in Staten Island makes it hard because nobody yeah. wants to drive one keg of beer to stand (laughs) out, like that's your whole day you know what i mean um but we definitely you know work with uh work with distributors on small stuff something new i always want to grab and try it out um we love doing that that's you know that's what it's that's a lot of what it's about you know getting people to to keep brewing like supporting those breweries getting people to drink the new breweries know where they're from like a new local brewery that's awesome. Like, that's something I can talk about in the bar.
1: Marcus, let's geek out a little bit with you. Okay. So, are, are you're you the brewer?
6: No, uh, so we,
1: we both brew. You both brew together. I'd, I'd
6: say that Ethan does most of the recipes, and we then collaborate on how to come to the final product. So, All right.
1: So, tell us about
6: this beer. Um, this is a beer that's inspired by uh, the Red Hook ESB. Which we, when we were both homebrewing originally, we both looked at all the different beer types and we thought, wow, Red Hook ESB is
0: really what we used to love to drink for some reason. Yeah, so I was going to say it harks back to our days of being in, in San Francisco in uh, college. The
5: original or the one that was bl- <laughs> The
0: original, <laughs> before. Yeah. I remember being in New York and you couldn't, you couldn't get Red Hook on the East Coast before sure. it started being made in New Hampshire. And I always would make homages out to San Francisco and get, get my Red Hook on tap at the Uptown Bar. <laughs> So our
6: ESB is sort of, we think it's a really smooth drinking beer. It's it's not real hoppy. It's it sort of has a a very sort of round finish, and it's not not very you know it's it's different than a lot of beers. A lot I think a lot of people are going hop 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 now, and this is just
5: like a really smooth drinking beer. I know that maybe you I won't know we buy just we just killed everybody's
1: palate here. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's palate here. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you
5: should have started with this one and then. Moved
1: this is this on. is nice. Yeah,
2: it actually thank is you. very good. It is really good.
5: It's fresh. I think it's a little light colored for ESB, but yeah, it, it may be just a light in here. I'm not.
1: And what, what, what kind of malts do you use?
0: Uh, these are like there's a Victory in Vienna, and then uh, it's kind of a backbone of American two row uh, as, a, as a standard, and, and some then crystal, and a little bit of crystal just for you know. Probably the color is probably affected by by the crystal a little bit. Well, we're uh, you know we've been repeating this recipe for a long time but we're uh it's tasty
5: though i think you know and i'm not i'm like again before i'm a hop head so this is actually very good i I would pour this at mugs if I could get a barrel of it. At Mugs, if you can
1: get <laughs> if you can get a line at Mugs cuz you've got you got all these great new stuff. It's like you have a two-tier system. You got all the great new stuff. Then you also got legacy beers like you yeah, have we, Anchor we, Lib- we, Anchor Liberty on draft we keep, that I never had before.
5: We keep we keep a standard set. When we opened up Mugs, we had eight draft lines. We expanded to 16 and so on and so on. Uh, and we get a br- bunch of people that like their Liberty. I was a Liberty guy. Now, forget it. My palate's shot. <laughs> After drinking all the hops that I've had in my lifetime, it's like I can't go back to Liberty. I used to love Liberty. It was one of my favorite beers. But there, we still do have a following of Anchor Liberty fans, and they show up, and we have it up all the time. So we do have a, we have like a standard set of eight uh, that we always do, and then we rotate everything else.
1: Okay, this is a question. <laughs> Bear with me. Okay, John Siegel, whose family owns the Siegel fan- the, the, the Siegel Hops Ranches up in Pacific Northwest. Before that, they were a long time New York State hop growers. Uh, he told me that his father had developed um, a, a, an original hop strain. I think it was Cascade, and one of the first breweries to use it was Anchor Liberty. That was one of the first beers that featured it.
5: Well, I mean, you know, if you think back, I think. They were really the ones that had the hoppiest beers. I'm not, you know, I'm not a historian as far as it comes to hops, but I mean, when you look back, I think that that Liberty beer was a transition beer for a lot of people getting into hoppy bitter beers. And at that point, it was a bitter beer. Now, it really, you know, people
0: have taken it to whatever factor. Well, we just we just uh, we just planted a whole series of uh, Cascade hops out in the Rockaways. We uh, really through the Cornell program for the Fresh Cut in New York. We. Um, we brought in 50 plants and have put them in a community garden out in, in, in Rockaway and then started our own little empty, empty lot uh, <coughs> community garden of, uh, of hops. Obviously, there won't be enough to produce any beer from immediately, but uh, we, we went with all, all Cascade for the Rockaways, So, since you guys were talking Cascade.
1: well, So w- when you grow your own hops, how do you process them with your beer? Do you just put them in fresh? Do you try to dry them?
0: Uh, last year, when we had a small harvest, we did it. We did a special batch with just fresh hops. Um, we're not. We're not trying to be hop producers yet. So mostly it's for well le- learning curve. But uh, we use we use them selectively for you know probably either run them through uh, a hop gun and kind of or, or put them in the secondary and kind of dry hop the beer.
5: I have a question for you. How do you do cooperage? That's one thing I've always been curious about. The smaller breweries, how do you handle cooperage as far as your kegs and things like that? know do you send them out and
0: expect an empty to come right back or how do you handle that because i've been curious about that we're we're in that learning curve right now okay um we're too (laughs) small for someone like microstar because we don't produce enough to be able to have you know a thousand coming around um we've had to to buy all our own for now so we're very protective since we are self-distributing so
5: when it goes it has to come come back back. yes
0: Yeah, we come around to pick up the
6: keg. We call, hey, is that keg empty? We're going to come pick it up. We've got to refill the beer. So we're
0: working out the calculation of how many we need for every tap we have. You know, There's calculations out there. You need four or five, but we're getting our head around you know, who's actually going to bring them back to us or who's going to give them back to us.
6: You've got to remember we're very small. Two-barrel two system, we, we produce um, four barrels a week, which is only eight kegs.
5: I dealt with a nano brewery and I lost one of their kegs and I almost got crucified
1: for it. So who is this?
5: No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to mention any names.
1: Well, I know the guys at Barrier Brewing. You know, they used to come. To me, they still come to me every week, but they were, they were real. They were real serious about keeping tabs on their on their kegs. Who? Barrier <laughs> Brewing who and they're, the, they're the success story I mean, I mean I think that hopefully they're inspiring you guys because you know just last year they won Best Brewery in New York on a one barrel system right. and now they've expanded to a five barrel system yeah
0: we went out and looked at it a couple weekends ago and hung out and talked to Evan and you know, potentially we might hopefully pick up a couple of his one-barrel fermenters so we can put that in our I room. mean,
1: this is exciting to me, seeing you guys do, you know, nano-brewing. That's exciting because I can also, like, I know what what goes in your beer and love. I want more. How about that? <laughs> oh. You didn't bring any more?
6: No, we got plenty more.
1: Let's have a refill. How it about is good, that?
6: right? It's good yeah. beer. It's, just it's fr- really good. It's just fresh, simple beer.
5: Can I ask a question because I'm curious about this. Uh, as an old-timer, Seeing the whole uh, brewpub scene go up and down in New York, what do like? What does like a five-barrel system cost these days? Or like, do they have monoblock systems or things like that? Because at one point at Mugs we were contemplating on doing a, a three-barrel system, and when I got the BATF forms, I just said forget it. And I went to a brewers conference and I saw the equipment and the pricing back then was crazy. So I'm just curious.
6: Yeah, it's expensive. I, I think that. Um Stainless steel has just gone through the roof right. as as a, as a material. So now all the stuff that's inexpensive is all from China. So stuff that's made in Canada, for instance, is like it's about forty percent more. So if you want American or China Chinese made or American or Canadian made, it costs you a fortune.
5: American, so Chinese.
6: So almost everybody gets chi- Chinese right. systems now. Um, and and it's still it's pretty expensive. I mean, do they
5: still have like three barrel model block systems and things like that? I mean, what? Yeah, back then a three barrel model block. I don't remember from where. You know, I don't remember what region it came from, but I remember it being like a hundred, hundred ten thousand dollars on the average. Mm-hmm. So just curious if it, that's still yeah, the pricing. Yeah, we looked
6: at that. The the thing is, we didn't go with glycol jacketed fermenters. Okay. So that's the difference. Is we're really still we we worked out our formula where we, as Barrier did. A way to do it on a small scale that doesn't require ja- uh, glycol jackets, and therefore we saved a lot of money. Right. It's a hu- that huge system is 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 really so, so a we huge live
5: off percentage. of
0: our walk-in cooler, which we have rooms built off of it. It's you know it's uh, kind of our lifeline. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> like. So we got our we got our first barrels on Craigslist from Oregon. This guy guy was selling them. We, well, he know. was actually that was the pro brewer. Oh right. But he was still. So that's he,
1: that's a good site to check out, ProBrewers.com. Yeah,
0: yeah, they have a classifieds. They have you, you can find cooperage. You can find uh, other you know people selling parts, selling whole systems, selling you know all sorts of things and advice. So we found a guy out in Oregon who had actually was teaming up with somebody to put a put a thing together and purchased the equipment. Waited his eight months for it to be made. When it showed up in the crate, his partner backed out. He put it up for sale, so to short circuit the waiting six to eight months, we we bought it from him.
1: You're on the radio, guys, and, and you can't see, but this guy Ethan Long from Rockaway, he looks like a young Danny Myers, <laughs> our great New York restaurateur.
0: <laughs> he kind of does, doesn't Isn't that he? a good thing? Well, my my, yeah. my, my no wife pressure. is a chef; she'll no she'll pressure. appreciate that. So.
6: All right, so, you're looking at the Get color, the air, right. color, so and and, and the cloudiness. Now, the the thing is, we do not. F- Actually filter our beer. Good. It is. It is. It's. Uh, we transfer it out of first fem- fermenter right. into cold storage, right. and we chill it down for four to five days. We let the yeast settle out, and then we transfer from the bright there. So it's going to have all the proteins. It's going to have all of no, all of everything old, in the beer. I actually
5: like that. I wasn't looking
0: at it. So at it's. I, I see you going like, yeah. It's kind of. murky. I'm not sure I want to drink actually, this. I
5: was looking at the call
0: Well, yeah. Marcus and I have this have this back and forth because hey, he's look always. At that. Th-
5: that, that to is, me is more of an ESP color, and for some reason in the mason jar, it's actually. It is spotlight.
0: amazing what when you take the volume like smaller volume, right, exactly. to How the so light that, changes. That's
5: the only thing I was looking at. I think it looks delicious, and it actually tastes delicious. That's, that's
1: delicious. it, these guy, So uh, Sarah and John Carl, you guys went to forty one bars in, in thirty days.
4: Yes.
5: So yeah.
1: So tell us, you know, weigh in on this. What do you want
3: to tell us about Rockaway Brewing? Or
4: well, this is know, a, this is a cool pretty tasty beer. beer.
3: Yeah.
4: I'm really enjoying this beer. It's well, nice and thank you smooth.
3: This would have been probably one of the beers we went back to if if it was available. Yeah, definitely. At the bars that we went definitely. to.
1: Definitely. W- were there certain beers that you saw prop popping up in in the same different yeah. bars? Yeah.
3: Carton, Carton Boat. So a lot of Carton, carton boat. boat. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Barrier. A lot of Barrier. Uh Bronx Pale Ale. Yeah. We had a lot of. Well, there were there were some themes throughout.
4: These are our go tos. Yeah. Definitely. That's
1: well, good.
3: It's it's it shows a healthy uh, New York City beer scene.
1: Yeah. And Ryan. Uh, just give us some feedback on these guys you like this beer
2: I think this beer is really good like I it's super drinkable you know like it's not super high in alcohol you could knock a few of these back what is it? The 6.2 6.2 really?
0: it is a little higher uh, than you think it would be like five five but like, right
2: I really I get uh, like fresh off the stock sweet corn. Like in the smell and a little, a little bit of that sweetness in the taste, and I think it's incredible.
0: We, we really wanted to kind of accentuate the the, I like it. the malt characters there. There's kind of a, it, you know. Yeah. As I was said from the beginning, was the recipe was kind of going back and forth. There's that point where it's in the front of your mouth to the back of your mouth, and we kept pushing it till it was kind of. Back and forth, it was we, we were talking about on the way over. How, to, how how is it? Have we made it to the point when we do each brew? Did, does it did it make the, the trip?
1: <laughs> so, who do you think drinks more beer? Do bar owners drink more beer or brewers?
0: And uh, you know,
1: Marcus, I think on. it's about variety. We refused to, make a
6: to answer that question. <laughs> we had, had to make a, a rule. Exactly. Yeah. We we had to make a rule <laughs> of the brewery that we could not drink beer until. At the end of the brew, we had the brew, the beer had to be flowing into the fermenter before we had our first beer. Otherwise, we'd screw up the whole recipe.
0: There would be these late nights where we'd be doing Any beer baths? (laughs) And we'd we'd be drinking and talking, and all of a sudden, there would be, like, a mistake. And I was like, all right, you know. No drinking until you know. Uh,
1: one thing I love about being in a brewery, especially a small brewery, is just after you guys have had whatever it's called the wart, and you get to first taste it. Like when it's just like tea, mm-hmm. it's like barley tea, warm
0: barley tea. I love that. <laughs> do, do you taste at that stage? We've actually been saving some of that to try to come up with a drink with it because we've been we've been drinking it at the brewery while we're brewing because it's kind of refreshing. It's like a nice kind of barley tea. Just to answer you your
5: question,
0: you drink while it's brewing. We, we drink that because it's non-alcoholic at that stage. <laughs> but it's a great, it's a great way to,
1: to appreciate your beer. You know, it's kind of sweet and malty and it's warm and it is barley tea. Yeah, some
0: people don't like it. Lo- I love when taking the gravity of the beer and like I always kind of do a little taste and there's so many characters you can get it in it, and people are like, ah, it doesn't really taste like. Yeah, I don't get the beer, but you're like, I, I love that moment of tasting the characters when you're doing the gravity because it's
5: kind of. Interesting. Can we try a porter? Because I actually haven't had a porter in a long time, and
0: I'd really love to
5: try one of those. So,
0: okay, yeah. yeah, that's the yeah, I brought that for uh, for the, for the night. This is a recipe we're working on for the fall. I actually call it my salt porter. It's a. Uh, this is a test recipe. This is a test recipe that. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll stand up and get some
1: You know, Ed, you have an awesome voice You don't even need this to talk into the microphone, bro you But you know me, who you drinks the most? It's not Brewers and it's not Barnes, Guess who it is? It's, well, it's our producer, Bree <laughs> And it's the beer reps uh, now, the, yeah, se- right. the big secret in the scene As we're, we're covering while uh, Ethan's going to pour us some porter Is that some of the beer reps in the city Come to Jimmy's number 43 As early as 11.30 some days Great Brewers They sit down, they put their orders in and they drink beer So if any you want a real job Get a job as a beer rep Because yeah. <laughs> if you like beer Then uh, they're always around beer But I think they only drink beer at my place I'm too old Cause, uh, do, do you let your um, beer reps drink for no, free? I throw them out do you make them I don't even let them in, throw them out. Let them in. What say, about okay. you, Ryan? They do you know. let beer reps drink beer for free Or do you make them buy beer?
2: Uh, no, they got they gotta buy wow. Although, you know
4: that's why they're drinking at your place, too. Yeah,
2: right. right. I mean, <laughs> at really. At uh,
5: actually, you know what? Sorry. Since you said that, we'll all send them to you. <laughs> yeah, right. right. We'll just get rid of
1: them. Yeah, go to Jimmy Carbones. Yeah,
5: cool. but then that's,
1: that's cool. how I get the specialty beers. So <laughs> that's the secret. I don't
5: know. He's got a decent lineup there. I don't you know, know,
1: and it's in Staten Island. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: All right. Well, hey, what well, we're, we're right now? Uh, Ethan's uh, pouring off some uh, porter that we're going to try. We'll take another short break, and we'll be back again on Beer Sessions Radio. Every night you'll hear croon of a Russian lullaby. Just a plaintiff little tune when baby starts to cry. You're listening to Russian lullaby Rock-a-bye by Pepsiphonic. Somewhere there may be a land that's free for you and me and a Russian lullaby. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. What? No drop today? We'll have to tell you about HeritageRadioNetwork.org. It's a 501c3. You can donate or join as a member. Go to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. There's some secret things coming up. I, I don't know if I should tell you, but we're actually going to be doing uh, producing a uh, beer festival on the Rockaways, September 8th, and hopefully you guys can come out and try uh, the Rockaway beer. Um, yeah, David has been More information will be available at, uh, I guess, GoodBeerSeal.com, which is all Always the site for uh, all things cool beer, um, and also September ninth, there may be—I think there is—a Network dot org fundraiser party uh, at Roberta's. So a lot of cool things coming up. Like make it through Labor Day, and uh, we'll be back in New York. Um, I'm having so much fun today. We are we are dr- drinking this awesome beer from this great new brewery, I'm adding you to the list of my new favorite small breweries, guys. Um, I don't know. Let's let's try this porter and uh, Ed feedback <laughs> you're a master taster let's get I'm ryan ryan's our junior one. master taster yeah. oh, and ed's our he's master got younger, taster. he's
5: got a younger brain let him answer this <laughs> question first i'll uh, let him get i gotta taste of the a little beer little. first yeah good i've, just, I've just, got a question for at?
1: ed ed i got
6: a question for you um so if we have this these beers and we have a few of them if we want to bring them around to you guys you guys all buy beer from local breweries how, how do we get our beers on tap like what's what's the secret You knock on the door, say, hello,
1: Ed. (laughs) No, I mean. Well, the first thing is this. You say you're making your own beer and you're not contracting your beer. You'll get in the door. If you're contracting your beer, uh, then you're in a league of murky clouds that, uh, you know, it's. it's, Contract brewing now
5: has become like, you know, I mean, anybody can contract brew. But I mean, like a nano brewery, I really appreciate it. And one of the first nano breweries in New York which was barrier. And I'm going to mention that. And that they're, was the run. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, no, he, but I kind of screwed up. I lost his keg and I was on the <laughs> oh. whatever list. that you want Win to call him back, it. Ed, win <laughs> him back. And then I was done. So I don't know if I should be telling you this because you don't want me to pour your beer, but I will mark, you know, mark it up with tape and say, Hey, don't, don't give this to any distributor in New York. I don't know. Um, I would love for Nano breweries to show up at mugs and say, hey, you know, pour us. Because I think that when I think back when I was starting out and I was like, you know, you always want to help each other out. And for me, I would love for somebody like you guys to show up and say, hey, pour us. The only thing is, I mean, if we pour you and it pours well, it's great. But if it doesn't pour well, then, you know, then you've got to. Look at us and say, "Well, you know, maybe it is the place for you. It's not. I don't know." Meaning the beer has to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a competitive market, my friend. Isn't That's why good? I never put Did that three-barrel so system good? in because I got talked out of it because <laughs> they said, "How are you going to compete with all these beers if you're not going to be brewing up to that caliber? How can you compete with like the
1: rogues and the anchors?" Let's and talk blah, about blah, this blah, beer, blah, this porter. It's it's like almost licorice tar.
0: It's a un- most unusual porter. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: thank you, Jimmy. That's what, exactly
5: what I was going to say. <laughs> I was
0: I was battling the, uh, the 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 dark and the sweet with the with it. There's you know there's th- there's enough sugars in there that to kind of overwhelm it. But then I is that a good? This is licorice tar, isn't that? That's not a yeah, bad.
1: Anyway, ex- no, no. no you it. know there's some character to it. This is a test batch.
0: This is All right. so it's going to. We're gonna, this, So your feedback would be you know helpful. Because you know my
1: my favorite. Uh, Style is uh, the Adams Broadside. Have you ever had it? Mm-mm. Come to my place. We have some bottles, a couple bottles that have stashed away. Um, Adams is like that great old. English brewery that in England it serves, it still serves cask. And in a, and Ray Dieter at DBA in the 90s, that was the, the, the he only had Adams on cask. And then that's when I fell in love with cask beer. But things like Adams stand out. And uh, I haven't gotten their cask in a while, but they, they just came with a shipment in the spring of some bottles. And the Adams Broadside, it's everything a porter should be. It's got a maltiness. Um, it's, it's, I can't say more than that, but you got to try it. Right. Well, you it's a standard. You've, have you had it, Ed? The After, the I've never had that one, but I, I'll tell you I, I've tried a lot of domestic porters
5: and like when he just poured this one, I was looking at it and I'm like, you know, he's got the head I love that tannish color head on there and I love the color of the, the, the it's it, I think it actually is very good I like it too. It's just a tweak on a lot of different things. It's not your traditional porter. I mean, you. I like a porter that's got a lot of roastiness, a lot of I don't know, the malt there and everything else, but this actually I think would work actually. Well, the one, the I think we could pour this
0: at mugs and I think people would like it. So. The one thing that I was really nervous about with this was how to get the right quantities. I have I have actually espresso salt in there to to Oh, to, there is salt. That's is that's salt. what it is. That's why I called it a salt porter. So yeah. that that salt kind of coats your mouth and makes you, you know, there's like so getting that that push of where the right amount was. So with this with this this batch it was like kind of finding that that right amount so the next next time I will probably refine it a little bit more but uh, it was
1: sometimes people take license like we're used to having people take license with stouts you know there's all types of stouts milk stouts chocolate stouts espresso stouts and with porter I don't see that many porters but I almost want people to make traditional porters just so I can taste what it would have been like
5: yeah yeah I mean, porter's, about- porters, you know, years ago, porters, you never tasted a bad porter. It was a style that was there. It existed. And you had a following. Not everybody was a porter fan. I mean, you had stout fans. You had IPA fans. You had other people. But the porter for me, I, I always liked it. But you never tasted a bad one. And I don't think to this day I've ever tasted a real bad one. I don't think so. There may have been one that fell through the cracks, but I don't think so. And it's... it's it. I used to call it a safety style, like a safe style. It's like, all right, you want to brew a porter, all right, fine. But now, you know, it, it, there there are so many – I would love – I mean, I, I actually – <laughs> actually, I'm this. I'm too yeah. I am actually this. Nice. I have to say Because It's salty yeah. Well it's different It's a different It's a different take On a porter more, and, right? You know because I mean you've got porters, You have roasty porters You have coffee porters You have imperial porters Now you know Everything's going So I mean this is Definitely a different Twist on it And I think You know you may have People that would Really pound this down
0: Because what's the What's the ABV on this uh, I'm, well, I'm not sure. Know. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on it. We'll right. find out tonight. Yeah.
1: This is, so. This is like your test <laughs> batch. So, w- do you make the test batches in the two barrel systems, or you do you make like a homebrew system? No,
0: this is on this is on a homebrew. It's like I wanted to start the ball rolling because you know when we were first getting going, we had our half barrel system. We were brewing at, in behind our bungalows out in Rockaway, doing, doing stuff all the time. And uh, now that we've been in the brew house with the two barrel system, it was kind of a relief and kind of nice to be able to go out on the weekend and, and
5: you know. So when did you brew at the in the bungalows, of Rockaway, or did you uh, do other things in the bungalows?
0: <laughs> what were you doing in the bungalows? I mean, you can't brew in the bungalows, right? On the backside, we have our whole rig on the on the on the, on the back, backside on the backside of the house. All there, right. it's like I
1: like
2: that. The, I like that on the backside. <laughs> well.
0: <so. laughs> Ryan, do you want to say anything about
1: porters? Do you have any porters at uh, Adobe Blues?
2: Yeah, we do have porters. Um, and I, I really like a porter. I don't think porters get a whole lot of play. Um, it's definitely not a style that we go through. It's definitely not. I mean, even in the colder months, you know, when you think it's going to pick up, it it doesn't. We have a we have a beer club, you know, that goes by style. So, you know, people, porter's one of the styles. So we go through them through that way. But I don't think we have any... I don't think we have anybody that comes in and is like, man, I could just really use a porter right now. You <laughs> well, they, then I mean? you can try the Adnams Broadside. And, right. And there are some really good ones out I think there's like two there. kegs
1: or two cases in New York. So. Right.
2: There are some really good ones out there. I, one of my favorite beers at the place right now is uh, Prips Carnegie Porter, which is incredible, incredible beer. And I you know recommend it to people and everybody likes it. But again, no one's coming in and... I'm dying yep. for a porter. And, yeah, and Finland, porters
1: used to be my go-to. Really? I mean, yeah. Cine-
2: Cinebr- yeah. Cinebr- 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 is a great
1: That's right. Cinebr- yeah. yeah. Cinebershoft. We Finland, actually yeah. have gotten
5: requests for porters. It's funny. It's like you do get people that come in and yeah, look for totally. porters. And the one that I was going to mention to you, since you mentioned that other one from Ray, is the entire butt porter. Remember that one? I, don't even, I haven't seen that yeah, in a while. Ridgeway. Remember that one? Yeah, Santa's butt. Yep. I think it's no, a good gateway it, beer It was called Entire Butt, I think, or something. It was some crazy <laughs> name. I remember. I was like, I looked
1: at this and I'm like, we're going to put this, like, you know, Don't put place. butt, but then butt referred to, like, the size like of. Barrel the, or whatever that is. Yeah. Is it is. It's supposed to be barrel. Don't put, it, put a butt on your beer label. I think you ever. made a good point, though.
2: I think it's a good gateway. Yeah, beer. totally. You know, like, even a bad porter, a bad porter is not offensive. You know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be pretty drinkable. It's always going to be a little roasty. It's always going to be, you know, like it's, it's a very approachable style. Yeah, when you're exactly, stepping away from Guinness or whatever macro. Yeah.
1: As as brewers, is it hard is is a, is porter a hard style to make compared to others? No, it's probably that's a general why, question, but
0: no. I mean, that's probably why I wasn't doing a stout. I mean, the porter seemed kind of a nice intro for a dark fall beer that I could. We could tweak with you know something simple, to kind of to our taste. So I, I found it was. Um, we'll see. It might prove to be more challenging as I get into the fall and I try to. You know, I definitely would like to try this. You know, just to, as a test batch, even if you had it drop
5: off a sickle and say, "Hey, let's see what people think of this," because I'm curious about this. Because this this definitely is a tweak on on porter that I haven't <laughs> tasted. I've never tasted.
2: And the salt in it is interesting. Yes. Yeah, no, it definitely it. is, yeah.
5: and and to me, it's just it's something,
2: yeah, a tweak on a porter I haven't
5: had right. before. It, it
2: gives it a, a a nice mouthfeel, and I think it stretches the flavor out a little bit. It's it's cool.
0: Well, funny thing about salt was you know, salt was originally kind of came into play after Prohibition, when the in the American brewers they were using cheaper products. There was like the corn fillers and the rices, and the salt was added as a as a way to kind of emphasize. The 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 flavor that they didn't have right. to kind of make it go further. So you, you look into the history of it. It's like, well, don't use salt in your beer. That was kind of a, a negative. And I was like, well, you know, I, it could also be a positive, which you know is like kind of offset some of those dark dark darker chocolatey uh, uh, flavors. So.
1: Wow. All right. Let's make a toast to Rockaway Brewery. You guys are yeah, awesome. Yeah. Welcome to the scene and congratulations. And, yep. uh, we'll do a little, thank you for uh, having us, uh, us here. welcome Let's, to the neighborhood hey hey <laughs> let 's do a quick uh, talk around uh, what's going on uh, coming up at your at your bar Ryan um, know about
2: we're doing uh, Christmas in July, even though it 's the last day of July uh, um, so you know have some good dark Christmas beers up right now uh, in bottles. So we'll run through those. Um, we do a little event. Last year was the first year, so we'll be gearing up for that. Uh, it's called Brewery Appreciation Day. And when's that? Uh, that'll be in November. Um, so we got a little time. You got a little time to make your plans for that one. Uh, but I'm getting ramped up for it now just to, you but know. But
1: if, if I took the Staten Island Ferry and got off in Staten Island, it's not too far from there. to right. Two
2: years. No, it's, uh, it's walkable. It is. It's probably a 15-minute walk-ish. Uh, also, there's a bus stop. That's yes, Right in front of our place um, Which is awesome And all buses go to and from the ferry So even if you get on the wrong one we'll You're going to get it What's going on at Muggs?
5: Oh, Mugs actually house? I'm not the event person of all events But uh, we've got the Ruination 10th anniversary Next Tuesday One of six barrels in New York Which you know Adobe Blues didn't snatch out of my <laughs> hands. So so how did you get that? I have to really uh, yeah, I paid them extra <laughs> It's coming to that Where you have to start You know Paying these guys off No, actually uh, We've got that happening Tuesday we have uh, 11th and 12th I believe If I'm correct That's Saturday and Sunday We have a rated A event We're doing 20 uh, Rated A beers From Beer Advocate Or rated Ratebeer.com whichever one was higher. Is getting You know We've got 20 beers each day Saturday and Sunday And in October We've got our 20th anniversary Which we're Still Trying to You know Seal a date down And we've got a beer Being brewed by Brooklyn For us
1: nice congratulations man you've yep, been a real yeah. uh important you know now when i go to williamsburg i i, I hang out at mugs i like it there a lot i know and i don't come to the city that's the problem <laughs> all right and, uh, <laughs> and i e- grew up right around the corner Ethan and marcus you. anything anything's coming up at rockaway brewing besides the fact that you're new
0: besides that we're new and we're uh, trying to get the ball is finally rolling and beer is starting to to move out the door uh our big thing is we're Finalizing our, our front space so that we can have a, a public face uh, and start selling growlers.
1: And when will away the ESB be at Jimmy's Number Forty
2: Three? Oh, you beat me today. <laughs> <laughs> next actually. week or oh, in September? I will. Uh, can I take oh, the rest down, of the keg that's see. here right now? I, I'll pick. See, we're fighting over cash. it. Cool.
1: <laughs> and then the the, the ultimate uh, New York City beer fans, Sarah and John Carlo from BeerUnion dot net. What's your the next bar you are going to go to for some beers? Uh, no, we're, we're taking a break, break. <laughs> from right now. <laughs> 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 That's not encouraging. All right. And, well, and a couple other things you can go to on, on this Thursday, August 2nd, go to BeerCraft. Uh, say goodbye to longtime seller manager, Matt Barclay. He was on our show last week. And he's moving over to uh, Sycamore. Uh, also in Brooklyn. Uh, August sixth is Gypsy Brewers and twelve percent imports at Mission Dolores. Mission Dolores is an awesome bar. It's quirky, uh, it's got always great beers. Uh, we check it out in Brooklyn. And Wednesday, August eighth, going to Queens, Sunswick, thirty five thirty five is two brothers brewing night. Uh, there's so many really great bars in New York City and uh, we're so proud that the GoodBrewisteal dot com is, is up to forty one beers bars right now. Excuse me. I'd like to thank our sponsors at GreatBrewers dot com have helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Oh wait. BeerUnion.net. What's your special offer?
4: Oh, we have a really exciting giveaway going on starting today. Um, Justin Phillips from Beer Table has offered us this really awesome prize. It's um, a family dinner night for worth two hundred dollars. Um, what you're, what you can do is you can go to BeerUnion.net or BeerUnion.com, and at our, it all goes to the same place. And our top post right now is our Good Beer Seal recap. So comment on it with your favorite good beer seal bar and why. And one person will be chosen to win this family dinner worth $200, which is um, up to eight people for High food. High five.
1: That is awesome. BeerUnion.net. Cool. Yeah. And again, uh, thanks to everyone. We've got Ethan and Marcus, Ed, Sarah, Giancarlo, and Ryan for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Jack Inslee and Brio O'Connor. We'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right guys, good stuff. some of my songs I have casually mentioned, the fact
0: that I like to drink beer. This little Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradio.network.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching heritage radio network.
5: You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore Radio.
0: You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and
3: become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.